We're going to start on Daf Yud Zayin of Abayz. Perek Yud Bayz. Towards the end, we're going to try to finish the Perek today, Mr. Hashem. This Perek we've been discussing, really what the whole Sefer is called, it's called Sefer Shal Benin. And this Perek we've been discussing the Madriga of Benini. Just the Chaz of the Yisod of the Perek, what a Benini is, the difference between a Benini and a Tzadik. Tzadik is a person, again, who has no pull towards Ra. He has no taiva towards it. He's completely minutak from even the pull towards the taiva that he could have towards a Dabar Ra or a Dabar Taiva in itself. A Benini, that's not the case. A Benini, he still has a taiva. He can still feel a pull towards something which he, he can still desire something. He can still desire to do Nevera. But to actually physically do Nevera, whether it be in his machshava, his dibor, or maisa, that, I mean, he didn't actually fulfill that action. And there are certain times, like we said in the beginning of the parak, that a benini, even the pull itself, there are times where the benini is lifted up to a higher madrega, and that is to the koyach of tefillah. Tefillah, like we said, many times makes you into like a superhero for that time. Raises you up. You become a higher being during the time of tefillah. That's when a benini he's lifted up. He becomes on a higher madrega b'shas tefillah. Memela b'shas tefillah doesn't feel that pull towards physical things. And that's what tefillah does to every single person. He raises them up above his normal madrega. So now we have to discuss, even though we really we touched on that before, in a in a different way. And really, me and we discussed this, but now we're going to discuss a different way. You could say. On how, therefore, does a Benini, once he loses that elevation that he had with Shas Tefillah, so in Cain, what is, the, what is his ability to not fall for his Taiva? He has a Taiva, the Benini. So in Cain, why does he not act on the Taiva, whether it be in his Machshava, his Diburim, or his Maisim that he does? Why does he not actually act on that Taiva? What causes him not to actually physically do the Maisim? So on this, we continue, and he says like this. We're about seven lines from the top, maybe six. On Yudzaimah base. Rak. See the word rak? Three, the last three words of that line. Rak. Shedazeh moyel harishimu b'moichin. Here's a huge line over here. I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about this, Mr. Shami. Here, he's saying that b'shas tefillah itself, after tefillah, there's a certain roisham, a rishimu, an imprint of that tefillah, of that elevation that he had b'shas tefillah, there's a certain imprint from that tefillah which is left over. There's a certain rishimu that he has left over from, from tefillah, some leftovers, that that's what allows him now not to do the wrong thing. And he has also, which this we'll discuss more later, but he has in his heart and uh, as well a hidden love, a natural love towards Hashem, a hidden and natural fear towards Hashem. And these two things, the Rishimu, and also this Abba and this year, which is Mr. Teres in his heart, given the ability, his Kaber, Velishlot al to not come to do the actual Maisirah. That the Ra, the Taiva, doesn't have the ability to rule over him. That he doesn't come to actually do in the Maisa. One of these mices which he desired to do. So the Rosham, Tfila leaves over a Rosham, leaves over a, some leftovers. 
There's leftovers from the tefillah. Now this leftovers from the tefillah give him the ability not to do any of the ma'isa afterwards. Or this natural love that he has in his heart allows him to not do any of the ma'isa which he desires afterwards. And that's how Abenini goes throughout his day. Abenini, with the rosham, or this avam that he has in his heart, doesn't come to actually do b'poyal a single ma'isa. Va'afilu even in his mind to think, to even think about Ra, he doesn't have the Ra, which is in the Chalal Smiley, in the left side of his heart, doesn't give him the ability, <coughs> excuse me, doesn't give him the ability to even think about the Taiva. Meaning, he doesn't, we'll see actually what it means in a minute. She that he doesn't accept on this machshaba. When a, when a Benini thinks, so it, what happens, everybody could have a thought. A person who has desires, so certain thoughts will pop into their head. So what is therefore the Benini Yud Zayin Amabes? What is the ability of the, what does the Benini do? A Benini will have a thought. He'll have a thought which, we, like we said before, that nobody is saved from a hero of Yerah B'Kol Yom. So Benini could have, will have a machshava, which is even not a straight, good machshava, because he still has tithes. So, but what is the difference between a Benini and somebody who's not a Benini? A Benini doesn't accept that machshava and say, let me think about that more. What a Benini does is immediately he pushes that machshava away, and he doesn't live with that machshava. That's how a Benini lives. The machshava could come, and nobody should get down because of the machshava. But the job is though, is that that machshava, once it comes to his mind, is to put it away, however, whatever tools you build for yourself to push away a machshava which comes to you. <coughs> Excuse me. But a benini, the yisod is that he doesn't continue in that machshava. That's the yisod of a benini. El miyad b'aliyasod desham. Immediately when the machshava comes to his head, da'hu b'shteyadayim. He pushes it away with two hands. U'mesiyach da'yta miyad. Right when you recognize it, I hear her just pop into his brain. Immediately the Benini pushes it away. The higher He doesn't be makabla to think about it, meaning that he wants to continue thinking about it. For sure, Abini doesn't think to actually bring out that he had. Or if you the even to talk about it. A person who thinks willingly about things which are wrong, he's called a Russia with the person who thinks about things willingly. But the Habenin, I mean, according to the Tanya's definition of Ra. The Habenin ain't a Russia Fidusha Achasa Oilam. Habenin is not a Russia even for one second, meaning that he never ever lets the Ra actually take hold of him. Mamash. Any questions on that? Klar? Great. Huh? There's different ways, different tools. One nice, I think one nice etza when, when a machshava comes to you, first of all, the Rambam already says that a person whose machshava, his mind is not soaked in, in chokhmah, in learning, so that's when the machshavas could come in the first place. So there's a way to push it away by thinking and learning. We spoke about this last week already, that a person has to be mo'er his machshava. It's a very, very big and important etzod in Avodah Hashem, that a person has to be awakened his machshava, that he has to be a person who's always a thinking person. That's the that's job of Yid. See, in, the, in like, you know, by Buddhists and things like that, their job is always to quiet their mind. A Yid never quiets his mind. A Yid's mind is always awake. Yid's mind is always thinking. There's times also to, you know, whatever, there is time to quiet. But the Icar is that a Yid 
is to be thinking always. A yid is always to constantly be being his bainin and what he needs to be thinking about. So one way is to be thinking, and one way is to tell yourself, you tell this machshava, you talk to it, and you say, you don't, you don't mamash fight with it, but you talk to it and you say, come back in five minutes. I'll deal with you, come back in five minutes. If you have to do that a thousand times, do it a thousand times. Eventually it'll get, it'll get easier, you see? Come back to me in five minutes. It's a nice eight cell. Think about something else. That's what I'm saying. Think about something I'm learning. Think about something else. So to a benini when it comes, so everything we've been talking about is how benini works how he works between his relationship with himself and Hashem. But what about with others? What about with other yidin? Immediately when something comes in from his heart and he feels a certain feeling and because of that feeling he starts to think about another person in another way. He thinks a certain thought of hatred towards somebody else. Or he's a kinna, or he has some type of jealousy, or kas, or kapeda, the domain, one of these midas which are not a right, correct mida. He's also, he doesn't deal with those makshavas. He pushes those makshavas away as well. He doesn't think about a yid in a way that he shouldn't think about. Immediately when a makshava comes to him about another yid which he has a hatred towards that yid, or anything towards that yid, a benini pushes that makshava away. That's like a makshava rut to him. The other you know what a benini does? He goes the exact opposite way. Abenini, what he does, he goes the exact opposite way. He had a thought of, of, of sinna towards another yid. He goes the exact opposite way. Now what does he do? He goes all the way to the other side and he starts having love and ava and starts acting towards chesed towards this yid. So Abenini, when he starts to have a machshava towards the yid, I don't like him or I have jealousy towards him. What does Abenini do? Not only does he push away that machshava, but he starts to do the exact opposite. He starts to want to do good for him. He wants to show his love towards him. He wants to help him. He wants to be together with him. That's, that's a yid. No, I'm asking. That's a yid. He pushes away Moshe and he wants to help every single yid. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't try to do and to pay him back. What a yid does, he wants to be goymel chasadim toivim. A yid wants to be goymel chasadim toivim. He acts the exact opposite. Somebody does something bad to him, and he starts to have a certain machshava towards him. What does a yid do? What does a benini do? The exact opposite. Not only does he hate him, I want to do something good for him. Like it says in the Zoyar, what did Yosef do? The brothers, they put him to, to, to torture him. It's Ryan, this, that, selling him, all these things. What did Yosef do in the end of the story? He was mechakal them. He gave them food. He, he helped them throughout the times of Rav. He, he set them up in, a, in Goshen. He helped them out big time. Right? He also did the exact opposite. This is what he does. Somebody made them something wrong to you. What do you do? You do the exact opposite. You do the exact opposite. You go the exact opposite way. This is the way that a yid acts. I heard one time a story. I don't know. If it's, it's probably a true story. But here in Israel, there was a... There was... Uh, a Haredi Yid who bumpered a guy in front of him who was a Chiloni. And the Chiloni got out of the car, walked over to the Yid, and, and he punched him. And he punched him and he, and, he, and he hit him. He was very upset. This was sort of from a Bamberger, I think. And he hit him and he, got, and he, got, and he was very upset. He was very upset about this. You hit me, you bumpered me. The Yid who got hit, he turned to him. What did he do? He didn't go ahead and end it back with him. What did he do? He said to him, he said, would you like to come to me for a Shabbos Suda? That's how he answered him back. Would you like to come to me for, for a Shabbos Suda? He came back and he's with Haradim. That's the way that he acts. 
That's the way that Yid acts. So Yid doesn't go ahead and, and say and come back and say the sin. No, Yid, what he does, he goes the exact opposite way. He goes the exact opposite way. He shows an ava towards Yid. So you do something not nice to me. I don't care. I still love you. I still love you. That's the way that Yid acts. Akopanim, just to sum up the parak, just to sum up this nekuda. So a benani b'shas tefila, like we said, he has an elevation. He goes above his normal madrega, and through that elevation that he has throughout tefila. So throughout the rest of the day, how does he control himself not to do anything wrong? Not even a machshava, or he, in fact, he, every, anything towards another yid also, he does good for them. What gives him the ability to do that throughout the entire day? This is this roisham, this imprint that he has through his tefillah. His tefillah lives over something that allows him afterwards to be able to stay on his, on his high madrega. Any questions on that? Klar? Chaim. So again, just to explain, I want to get into this Roshim a little bit. And again, I had a, it's, it's a little bit of a bubble over my head because of my day today. But Bisyata Deshmaya will try to make things clear. So again, so this Roshim, which is left over from Tefillah, again, we said Tefillah takes a person and raises a person to a higher Madrega. Which means that this Roshim of Tefillah, the Roshim of the Tefillah itself, raises up the person that now he has a certain part of him which is always going to be around the whole entire day that he is on a higher madrega. If tefillah raises you to a higher madrega, then the roshim of tefillah means that there's a certain part of him which we've been calling the superhero part of him. This superhero part of him is therefore around with him throughout the whole entire day. So there's going to be a certain elevation that he has which is a roshim inside of him which keeps him, around, keeps him on a certain madrega throughout the entire day. That's the Pashas understanding of this Rosham. It's a higher Meichin, a higher understanding, a higher Matzah that he's normally on, which lives with him throughout the rest of the day. But I want to understand maybe a little bit deeper this Rosham. Really, the Rizal says that what is this Rosham? This Rosham throughout the entire day is really a person's tefillin. Tefillin of a person, the Rizal already talks about the Rosham of tefillah. It's in Jewish Hay of, of, of tefillin. And he says that tefillin is the Rosham throughout the entire day. So really, it's, it's, it's really coming from our earlier sources, idea of the Rosham. And we find a lot of times in Indian of Rosham, like we find in Parsha Vayetze. So Vayetze, Yaakov, Bereshav, Vayetze, Charon, Yaakov left Bereshava, he went to Charon. And Rashi already asks, why is it that it says Vayetze, Yaakov, Bereshav, we should say where we're going to, Vayetze, Charon, just say he went to Charon. So Rashi says, why are we mentioning Vayetze, Yaakov, Bereshav, that he's leaving Bereshava? Because we're trying to emphasize that when a tzaddik leaves a makom, when a tzaddik goes out of the place where he was, the tzaddik leaves a rosham in the place where he was. A tzaddik leaves over a rosham in the place that he left. That's what a tzaddik does. A tzaddik leaves over a rosham. So we see already there's another concept of a rosham. And really every devar shepikadusha leaves over a rosham. So we have to understand what is this rosham trying to do? What is the point of this rosham? That's what I want to get into. So... Is a big klal in Avodah Hashem. In fact, I think it's the most important klal for a person who wants to grow. In Avodah Hashem, there's many medregas. Avodah Hashem is a sulam mutzav arza rosh megiyah shemayma. Avodah Hashem is a sulam. It's a ladder. I mean, the steps, it's shlavim. You grow and you grow. There's medregas. One medrega, next medrega, next medrega, next medrega. 
And every year has to have she'ifas to want to grow from one madriga to the next madriga to the next madriga. Become more and more and more of an erlich yid. Every yid has to grow. The question is, what is my connection from one madriga to the next madriga? How do I climb to the next madriga? What is my in-between between one madriga and the next madriga? The in-between of every single madriga to climb the rungs of the ladder is how much of a rotten you have to want to get to the next madriga. The rotten that he had, had to become a Ben Aliyah, his rotten, his chukah to become a Ben Aliyah, that's how much of a connection he's going to have to the next rung of a Bodhis Hashem. It's all Tali and the rotten. That's why the Norman the Melech says, you normally we say, Ritzon Yerev Yase. Kosh Baruch Hu fulfill my rotten. I have a rotten. Ritzon Yerev Yase. Right? I want you to do something. I want Parnasa. I want you name it. Return your biyasa. Hashem fulfill the rotten of your yireyav. The Noam Melech says that when we're davening return your biyasa, we don't. We're not asking for some for the kishbar to fulfill a rotten that I have. Rather, return your That's what you should be yase. That I should have a rotten towards you. Return your That rotten that I should have towards you, kishbar hu. Yes, let me have a rotten in the Hashem. I want to have more and more of a rotten towards you. I want to have more and more and more of a rotten to want to grow to come closer to you. That's Pshar, Ritzon Yerei of Yasem. Hashem, make me have a Ratzon of Ritz Hashem. Because the Iker way to climb one Madriga to the next Madriga is through the Koyach of Ratzon. I'll just bring you a Makor for this. I'm not going to explain it. But if you, just the, it's the idea, is, is, it's brought up very, very clearly. The Ari writes, the Rizal writes in, in Eitz Chaim, it's in Shar Mem Beis, in Perak Aleph. Talks over there how there's many different Alomos. You know, there's the Olam Atzilus, the Olam Abriya, the Olam Yitzirah, Yitzirah. It's all different Olamas. And the Arif says, what is the in-between of every single Olam? What is the Mamutza that allows one Olam to connect to the next, to, to connect to the next Olam? How do the two Olamas connect? So we know, Sfarim tell us, that the Midah of Keser, you know, there's, there's ten spheres, and Keser is the highest of them. The Keser is the Rotzen, of, of, in, in, of the Midas. Keser means a Ratzon. I'm not going to explain that right now why, but it's a Yisod Yidua that Keser is the Ratzon. So the Ari says that what's the Mamutza, what's the in between between every single Olam? How does one Olam, how do you connect from the Olam of Bria, let's say the Olam of Atsilis, or from this world to a higher world? What's the connection between those two worlds? The Keser of every single world is the mamutza between one world to the next world. That's what the Ari says. The keser, the crown, the hainu, the rutzen, is the connection between one world to the next world. So how do I connect from an of Bria to go up to an olam of Atzilus? That's through the keser, that's through the crown. What is a keser? What is a crown? It's the rutzen. So what you see is from the Ari very clearly that how do I connect, how do I climb the next rung of the ladder? The next rung of the ladder is only climbed through what? To the rutzen that he has to want to get to the next to the next rung. See how much of a rotten that he has to get to the next rung? That's how he's going to connect to the next rung. Far so far? Memela, this is the job of a Rebbe. Anybody who wants to go into, into, into Chinuch and they want to help getting grow to the next Madrega, what is the job of a Rebbe? What is a Rebbe supposed to do to his Talmidim? The Rebbe is supposed to help his Talmidim want to have a rotten and a chuka to climb Madrega after Madrega after Madrega. A real Rebbe makes every single one of his Talmidim want to become an Aliyah. That's the real job of a Rebbe. 
A Rebbe has to instill inside of his Talmudim the Razan to want to climb, to climb, to climb, to go from one Madriga to the next Madriga to the next Madriga. That's the job of a Rebbe. A Rebbe is supposed to bring out this Razan that a Yid has to want to say, I want to go, the sky is the limit. I want to climb the rungs of the ladder. Mamela, who was the first Rebbe of Kala Yisrael? Who is the Rebbe of Kala Yisrael? Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Rebbe. He's the quintessential, quintessential, I can't get it out. Yeah, you got it. Rebbe of Kala Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Rebbe, the Spitz Rebbe. Rebbe. The Rebbe is supposed to take a Talmud and he's supposed to be moving inside of a Talmud or a to want to climb the ladders, climb the rungs of the Buddha's Hashem. And how does he do that? He's, he's Ma'ar, the Ratzon of every single Talmud. That's why Moshe is Gematria Ratzon. Moshe is the same Gematria as Ratzon. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the Rebbe of every single year, what does he do? He's merely the Ratzon of every single Talmud. Because that's what a Rebbe is supposed to do. A Rebbe is supposed to take a Talmud, he's supposed to be Ma'ar, the Talmud. I want to climb the rungs of the ladder. The Mela Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the, I'm not even going to try the word, quintessential Rebbe of all Christ, right? he's Gematria Rotten, because his whole vort is to be moiled in every single year, a Rotten to want to connect to Hashem. <coughs> Klar? Memela, I want to get another very big Yisod. And, with these, and then we'll try to combine these two Yisodas together. So the way to climb the rungs of the ladder it's through the Ratzon. So there's an Indian about this Hashem, and Ratzadik speaks about this, that there are times in Avodah Hashem where Kodesh Baruch Hu is mashpia to a person, a madrega, which is way above his, his own madrega. Like it's by Pesach, the Sfarim say that by Pesach it's called Mimarachas HaShabbos. Sfarim Lachem Mimarachas HaShabbos. Count for yourself after Shabbos. So the Sfarim already asked, what do you mean? Why are you calling Pesach Shabbos? Marachos Shabbos after Shabbos. Pesach is not called Pesach is not Shabbos. In fact, the the that Bikorsim, they made a mistake to think that you always just have Sfiris Omer on a Sunday. Because why? Because it's Marachos Shabbos. They think it means Shabbos, but really, Batim, it's it's not true. It's whenever whenever Pesach falls out, it's the next day. But the Torah called Pesach Shabbos. Why is the Torah called Pesach Shabbos? Because the whole word of Shabbos is that Kodesh Baruch Hu is Mekadesh Shabbos. Shabbos is unique that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is Mekadesh Shabbos, meaning it comes from the Mala. It's a Hashba which comes from the Mala above our Madriga. The whole Indian of Leil Pesach is like a Shabbos that we were soaked in Mitzrayim. And we were starting to enter into Avodah Hashem. We were just starting to get going. We're starting our Avodah Hashem. We're starting our journey. And what does the Kodesh Baruch Hu do? A Kodesh Baruch Hu takes a really big or which was way, way, way above us, and he gave he was, he was that to us in the beginning of Pesach. And then after that, what happened? Kosh Baruch Hu took that Madriga away from us. Svir Soemer is, after we have been stripped from the Madrigas that we got on Pesach, to work now on ourselves, to climb and work hard, and to work hard, and to work hard, to have a Rudson, to climb from Madriga to Madriga to Madriga, to be able to come back by Shavuot to the Madriga we were and higher to the Madriga which we were by Lil Pesach. Meaning, Akash Baruch in the beginning of Avodah Hashem, we see even by Klaish on the beginning of their start of being Gidin, what happened? Akash Baruch gave them a big or which is way above their Madriga. And then what did Akash Baruch took it away from them. And their job was afterwards to climb and to climb and to climb afterwards to get re back to that Madriga. How do you do that? How do you reclimb that ladder? That's through the prayer of Ratan Hashem. Our Ratan allows us to climb the ladder 
to go back up to the Madriga which we were on beforehand. So Kodesh is Mashpia to the Madriga which is above us. Then we climb up and we come back to the Madriga. Now let's bring this back to the words of the Tanya. See, every single day we say we daven. And when we daven, what does davening do to us? Davening takes us above our madrega, which we're normally holding on. That's what tefillah is. Tefillah is going above our madrega, Which means at the start of every single day, what does a Kaddish Baruch Hu do? A Kaddish Baruch Hu, at the start of every single day, throws us to a place which we are, which is higher than who we normally are. That's what our davening does every single day. So every single day we come back to being on where? On a higher place which we started from from the day before. And what's our job every single day? To re-climb up to the Madrid which we were, which we started on with our tefillah to start the day. <coughs> I mean, our whole job of our day is that that day when we had this elevation through tefillah, it's not that every the tomorrow I just go back to who I was and then I just have another elevation, so I'm like level one, and then I go up to level three because of tefillah, and then tomorrow I just do it again. I'm level one, and then I go back to level three, and then tomorrow I do it again. Level one and level three. That's not the point. The point is that we tasted a level three. When once you tasted this elevation of tefillah, you should now have a chuka to want to climb. Because what's the point? I forgot to speak this out. What's the point? Why does the Kodesh Baruch Hu do that to us? Why does the Kodesh Baruch Hu give us madrigas which are above us for, our, for the time being? Why does he do that to us? You know, a person who never had a steak, he doesn't have a, a desire for a piece of steak. Right? Usually. Why? Because he never tasted a steak. Kashbaruch, in the beginning of Avoda, what does he do? He gives us a, a taste of a higher madriga so that what? We should have a chuka towards that madriga. So, so too, every single day in davening, every single day in davening, Kashbaruch gives us a chuka. He gives us a taste of a higher madriga of who we normally are, that now we have a taste of something which is, which is higher than who we normally are. And what happens when we taste something which is above who we normally are? We want to run after that. We want to go after that. Now I want to become a different person because of that. Every single tefillah should be higher than the tefillah than it was the day before. Every tefillah should be higher. Because the tefillah that you tasted today should have made you have a chuka towards it to get to that madriga. That's what tefillah should do. So what's a roisham? What's a roisham? A roisham is the leftover from that tefillah, which is my chuka that I have from that tefillah. That's what my rosham is. A rosham that I get through any aspect in Kedusha is the chukah that I have to come back to re-fulfill that rosham again. Every rosham is not supposed to be made and left over as a rosham. It's a rosham which is supposed to be fulfilled again. When we're talking about a tzaddik who leaves a city, it's not that we just say goodbye and there's a rosham here, it's very nice that you're here. What does that rosham do when the tzaddik's in the city and that he left behind? It's our desire that the tzaddik should come back to the city. I want the tzaddik to come back here. So too it is every single day when we're davening and we have an aliyah and we leave a rosham in our tefillah. What is that rosham coming to do? That rosham is my chuka, it's my desire to want to get to that madrigan in a real way, to relive that again, to come back to the madrigan of tefillah. And then again, I'll daven again tomorrow, but I'll have an even higher level of davening now. I'll have an even higher madrigan of davening now. Because yesterday I fulfilled my rosham, I was mal my rosham, and I tapped in to where who I could be of that day. And that comes through your chukot, right? Your whole entire day to become a ben aliyah. Is there any questions on that? Anybody understand it? If you didn't understand it, speak up. How does it fit well with Pesach? Pesach means that Avram, which 
Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Again, I feel, I feel like the Oilam, I'm getting blank, blank phrases over here. Yeah, the Oilam, the if, if Cardanian, every single day, we daven, every single day, right? So every single day, we get to a place which is above who we normally are. We're higher than who we normally are. That's what Tefillah does. Like we said, it makes you into a superhero for that time, right? Tefillah takes you above. But to be taken above, it's not that we always want to leave the Madriga above us. What do we want to do? We have to have a desire, chuka, to want to really become that higher self. Right? We have to want to get to that place to get back to that, that higher self. We're not supposed to just leave it behind. Meaning, every single day after we're done davening, there's a roisham from the tefillah. There's something left over from that tefillah. What is that roisham? That roisham is that chuka that I have, that desire that I have to want to, be, to get back to that madriga of field which I was at the start of that day. You understand? So every single day I'm trying to come back to climb to fill that rosham that says I want to get back to what that rosham was, which was how I started off my day with tefillah. And then tomorrow I'll be on a higher madriga and I'll have a higher aliyah again through my next tefillah and then I'll have another rosham and then I'll want to climb up even higher. So every single day I'm climbing higher and higher. How do I do that? That's my rosham that I have to refulfill that rosham every single day. Like when a tzaddik leaves a city and he leaves over a roshan, like Rashi says in the beginning of Parshat Vayetze, it's not the Peshat that we just leave the tzaddik out of the city. It's very nice. He gives us the biggest ayurah. The tzaddik is here. He gives us the biggest ayurah. No, that's not, that's, not, that's not it. You have to have a rotten that the tzaddik is there. You have to have a for the tzaddik to what? To come back to the city. That he should come again. He should come give another hedigatish and he should be another hedigatish with the tzaddik and being in our city. Because through that, that's how we fulfill it. It's our chukah that he should come back. It's not that he should stay away. It's that he should come back to where he was. So too, during tefillah, every single day, you should come back. You want your whole life to be a tefillah. You want your whole life to be living in your makam of tefillah, in a higher and elevated state. That's through your koyach of ratzim. You understand? Is there also a chance to show you that, that you reach that, that, that like regular shayach to you? It's like a great more blessing than you can achieve before you saw it, you never thought you could achieve that. That's exactly what Kosh is doing. Kosh does it with Bali Chuba a lot, especially. He lets Bali Chuba taste <clears throat> much higher madrigas and it'll show him certain Ruchnistic experiences in order that afterwards the Bali Chuba should know where he can really get to. And then he should work his whole life and he'll live on that experience Chuka, to get back to that madriga. Kishbarku does that very often. So look at Rav Tzadik, he talks about that a little bit. Okay, so Mirza Shem, we should take the, we should work on having more and more of a chuka. We should be mispala every single day. Let me have more and more of a chuka. Let me be misayra my rotten to want to connect you more to climb the rungs of Avodah Hashem through my chuka, through my growth. And Mr. Hashem will continue to go through the safer room. We're going to speak more about the Bainu Hashem. <laughs>